Yeah, he's coming home. He's coming home. Is he coming home? Oh, welcome to the show, BC. Uh, BC, yeah. where we're, we're we're ruminating on who is uh, who's the transfer quarterback. Is it, is it already time for baseball, BC? Uh, getting close. We got Kyle Krieger in tonight. We're going to talk some uh, positivity go. tonight. We're going to talk a lot of tech baseball. So there we go. It's the uh, the lone bright spot of tech athletics right Hashtag now. Hashtag baseball school. By the way, before we uh, we get out of here, we need to let everyone know. And he's addition, pretty good, by the way. In addition to being a really good, the purveyor of bleed tech blue. Uh, BC uh, struck out Aaron Judge and Max Muncy. <laughs> just wanted everybody to know that before we leave, just in case. What did Beck do? Uh, Beck well, didn't. I just watched the home runs that BC gave up. It's not, right. I, I, I'm with you, Beck. I thought I saw those. No, too. Beck's job was to keep me eligible, and uh, that's, that's he, right. got, he got me out. Academically, I did. I, I accidentally graduated one quarter before him, even though he's the real older, MVP. <laughs> by, mistake. Fact, by mistake. The fact that both of you graduated is one of the mysteries of all. Of, Listen, of really- but, if, if Beck... And BC and myself can graduate from Louisiana Tech. I don't know if that makes it the Harvard of the South. Yeah, but there's a lot of talk. I don't. They are. They certainly aren't using that on their. Uh, no, their I notice we're not in any brochures. Or, <laughs> That's right. You can always use the quarter system as an excuse, though. Yeah, you did, you did not like the quarter system. Well, well, that was back when you know they were doing the. They had to go to Hawaii and San Diego. Yeah, State. Right. I mean, Ben was never in class. You know, so That's it's not true. his fault. I can promise yeah. you, BC was across the world and still making better grades than I was. Yeah. I could, uh, you know, Bill, he may have been in class, but he found his way to get to these. Uh, yeah. I was, I was a big like fan a, of online tests. Let me tell you, yeah. BC, uh, was it true that you told Wade Sono I didn't come to school to? I didn't, <laughs> no, to, I didn't come to, to, play to play school. Yeah. I came to play baseball. Play ball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not exactly. Not no, exactly. Ben just said yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for ben, the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna let me pitch tonight. Thanks, Coach. How bad is it? All right. Well, Bleed Tech blew up next for Puffy. For Tabes, Fox, we'll see you tomorrow, another edition of the company. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Denver's owner wants to be involved in the coaching. He wants to pick the coach, not the GM. Yes, Eaton. All of a sudden, I imagine the Broncos owner speaking like this. <laughs> the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. There's still a tingle in the dingle. dingle. Some shows just know how to have fun. Uh-huh. And Steve Cavino and Rich Davis know a thing or two about having fun. No, you should have the nervous parts. So join the party. Like, I've cried one time in the past 10 plus years. Put in your diaper, sports baby. It's Cavino and Rich. Perfect. Having fun. This is going to be fun. We all look sillier than ever. It's what we do here. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. FS1. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. 
It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed at Tech Blue Radio. Coming in hot, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Appreciate you joining us on the 3rd of January here in 2023. want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. Of course, you can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line, 888 Got a big show planned for you. I uh, got former Louisiana Tech pitcher Kyle Krigger in studio tonight. Also got Sonny Cumbie, uh, Louisiana Tech head football coach, will join us at 645. Uh, so excited to talk to you for the next 90 minutes. Uh, Beck, how was your New Year's celebration? Oh, it was good, BC. Big Glad. fireworks guy. Yeah, nope. Kids don't love the fireworks, so we stay away. I still get mad. We had some. Remember last year, my fireworks story? Oh, yeah, kept yeah. your kids up. Yeah, was, this time it trot. was 1230 yeah. at night. Oh. Yeah. Some real window shakers in the hood. So. I, I must admit, so my mom, uh, thankfully, she bought the fireworks this year for a little uh, stocking present right, type deal. Right. Uh, get out there on the 31st, about 7 o'clock, you know, you're getting close to bedtime. And uh, I think that I have some sort of a Roman candle in hand. Oh. Turned out it was one of those... Uh, that you're not supposed to hold. <laughs> yes. You almost JPP'd yourself. Uh, handed it to the old six-year-old, actually. No, you didn't. Yes. And uh, needless to say, that was the only firework of the night. Yeah. One and done. Yeah, she was pretty unhappy with old Pops. And yeah. So, uh, Put it in reverse, BC. Yeah. So, Put it in reverse. So uh, that was my fireworks experience. So i tell you what I do love is the firework mishap videos that you see. They you are know, pretty Come funny. out about January 2nd. Yes. Yeah. anyway. Pretty nice. But, yeah, we made it through. Glad to be back in the swing of things. I don't know about you, but the holidays are... It's a busy time. I think I think we just have such different ideas of what it's going to be like. And then you go through it, and you're like, I hadn't sat down. Ready for school to get back in. slept. Ready for the kids to go back to school. Not mad. Hey, you don't work much, so... No. You still get a Christmas break these days. So, uh, let's bring in Kyle Krieger, uh, Krieg. So, uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh guess it's kind of been a long time coming. It's... You know, you had the great year in 2022. Probably should have had you on last year, uh, but here we are. Yeah, I'm glad to join y'all. It's it's never too late. Yeah. It know. is. That's true. Yeah. All the DMs. and Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, when's the first time you slid into Krigger's DMs, you think? Uh, probably last year. <laughs> I remember what it was. After LSU? No, it was uh, COVID year. I asked if I was coming back. <laughs> oh. It came back all right. <laughs> oh, well, that was maybe more journalism related. Yeah, Last year was a little input. more like get pumped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, drafted by the Miami Marlins last June. Uh, what's the last six months been like for you um, as you kind of transition from a college athlete to more of a professional athlete? You like it more? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's cool and all, but. Uh, I mean, I I was on a plane two days after the draft, I believe, and kind of worked. Yeah, kind of working up to the draft. I was still working out, still throwing, trying to because they said 
the scout said, told me and Cade, when y'all get down here, like, be ready to go because the guys that aren't are kind of going to be put on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. And the quicker you can get in the game, the quicker you can move. Yeah. So, I mean, I kept throwing and got down there and got all the testing done, MRIs. I fainted in my first MRI. Did you? Oh, yeah. What was it? The, the So you're the, not a fan of the I'm not a fan of MRIs, oh, you, don't, no. you don't like the – because it's like a tunnel, correct? Yeah, and yeah. it's like real loud. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it wasn't fun. And you would just they should have just left me so in there. So what number MRI was yeah. that for you in uh, your life? My second. Okay. I did the same thing in my first one, but they didn't know it, and they left me in there. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't see why they didn't leave me in there this time. But, <laughs> but now the past six months, it's been – it's been fun. I got to. I think I was in Jupiter for two and a half months, threw in thirteen or fourteen ball games, I believe. What's the off season been like to this point? Letting the arm rest a little bit. Yeah, I got two and a half months. I so is off. that is that a uh, throwing program? Obviously given to you by the Marlins. Yeah. But, they, yeah. I mean, do you kind of get to tailor it as far as? I mean, you know your body, so you know when you kind of yeah, ramp back up. I think it was the first. Eight weeks of the throwing program was like what they wanted you to do, mm-hmm. and then like the past four or five weeks, just they have our bullpen set of what they mm-hmm. want to like when the bullpens are. But then you just have your daily throwing program if you want a long toss or do whatever. Yeah. So let me ask you this: you don't have to give names. Like so, when you show up to Jupiter <laughs> following the draft, like are there guys that come in that aren't necessarily prepared to be in a game right away? Uh, yeah, there was yeah, there was a few guys that were, they were, they were just kind of there floating. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, they they were starters, power five school starters. So, so they like pro- they yeah. shut down because I mean they're throwing over a hundred innings in stressful ball games. But I mean it didn't take long and everybody was ramped back up. I don't not everybody. I don't think everybody got out of rookie ball, but most of our draft class was in low A when we finished. It's a miracle Jacob Berry got out of rookie ball after yeah. seeing him in Ruston last year. <laughs> So I mean, typically when you when you end the season, how long like non draft year? But how long would you take off, and what does off really look like? Uh, well, my whole life, I mean, I threw every summer. I mean, I really didn't take time off. But uh, like the first two weeks, I didn't touch a weight. I didn't Nothing. run after the season. Yeah, after the season, yeah. I just hung out. You know, spent time with my family because when I'm here six hours from home, you don't really see them no. much. Yeah. And, Get to so, see all my friends and all my coaches, and then you just kind of slowly work back into it. So was it was it a little different? I mean, was it or was it any different going from college season to college season versus college season? To, like you said, you, how different are like the you know in college baseball? Like you have your you know what five or six guys that are there every day from a coaching standpoint. You the transition to professional is it? Does it feel more professional, or do you still get that daily hands on work? Uh, from a manager, from a pitching coach, you know, however it's described. So the first, like when they got, they told us like we're not going to work with y'all. Like we want to see what y'all have that got yeah, y'all first. here. Okay. Right. For like the first, I want to say it was like four or five weeks. Okay. And uh, that seems I mean, like a long time. Didn't yeah. It? It would, no. Yeah. And it was. Just, I mean, it was. It's like I hope what I'm doing is working. Yeah. Cause if it's not, <laughs> hey, my four first, or five weeks of them shaking their bull, head at me. My first bullpen, first pitch was 85. Nice. And I didn't know it. Like, they're like, how's this guy get here? There's not a radar gun over there. Yeah. And I go upstairs and, like, look at him. First pitch was 85. I almost didn't even look at the rest of them. But I got back to where I needed to be. <laughs> but, I mean, it's – You I see mean, them all, like, looking at each other, and you're like, man, that must have been some good stuff. No, the, the pitching <laughs> coordinator that makes all the moves, like, yeah. calls up, sends down. He said, do you throw a four seam? 
Because like it was a sink. <laughs> I said no. He's like, throw me one. It was probably like eighty six. Like and go nice. jump a soft Dawson right. He said. He go. said. He said. Never mind. <laughs> that's pretty good right there. That's awesome. But it's much different at a like. I mean, in college you don't practice the days you play. But yeah. There, I mean, you get there at noon. Stretches at like two fifteen. You stretch, throwing program. Then you day. have practice. Yeah. And then you run, and then you work out. And then you eat about five o'clock. Walk out of the clubhouse at five fifty-five for the national anthem at six. And so, how, how big of an adjustment is that part of it? The weirdest part to me is like we throw at three o'clock, and you don't pick up another baseball until they call down and say Krieger get at hot. Eight o'clock, yeah, yeah. So that was really the biggest adjustment for me was keeping my body going for five hours. So, how did, I mean, did you was that a learning process as far as like how to do that with the first couple of times not successful or? Uh, okay. My, my first outing was in rookie ball, so and you kind of knew when you were throwing. Yeah. So like a rookie ball, you throw before the games. Yeah. But oh, like, okay. Yeah, it was just because their games like at twelve. Yeah. And, I mean, my first low A outing, I mean, shocker, is bases loaded. <laughs> you know. No, you've been there before. Yeah. Right? I was like, well, I'm kind of used to this, and yeah. I went three one to their four hole with like <laughs> batting three ninety with nineteen jacks or something. And, yeah. I mean, he had a two-run single and then I got out of it after that but I mean it took time just to know what I needed to do to make sure I was ready so how much do you think that that part of it prepares you now as you get set to go to spring training next month and kind of revamp for a, a long six-month season or can you prepare for that before you've really done it I mean kind of like I know what to expect now yeah like I'm glad we got to go down there get our feet wet and kind of know like what I mean it's like it's hard mentally too to be locked in at practice and then eat a meal, yeah, and get out there and try to lock back in. Okay, so are you primarily just relieving still? Oh yeah. Okay, so I had a reliever in that I was in one of my community groups, and he started talking about like the things he would do to to like get ready right before, like if he got the call from the you know like yeah. hey you're going in, whatever, like what he would do, and it was like like chugging Red Bull, like oh yeah. There's some people that so. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, you, you think of these athletes like, but you got to really get yourself jacked up. Like, yeah. Because that's part of the persona of being a reliever is like you you don't throw for long, but time you just dominate. Yeah. Thrown in the fire. And yeah. It's So what have you, I mean, give me like the evolution of Kyle's Krigger's. Have you, so were you jacked. a starter before you got to college, right? Or did you In high him? school, was Juco, I was a closer. Okay. And I was our lead off, played second or third. And then I would come in. I mean, I would throw both games in doubleheaders sometimes. You miss hitting. Oh, yeah. So we need to let Burroughs know he made a mistake. Oh, he, yeah. No, I, he knows that. Yeah, he knows. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what do you, I mean, what do you do to get jacked up before, before you uh, go out? He does well, the Baker Mayfield and goes I mean, and headbutts like, people. You, like, you, you, sl- you DM Ben on Twitter and say, like, let's go. I'm about to go in. That's right after the game. Right after the game. That's First thing World I do series. after the day. Yeah. That's the when game. he gets to the World Series to let me know. Yeah. Like, hey, flip this one <laughs> out. Flip this one out, yeah. But, uh, I mean, at Tech, I kind of knew when. Like, you could feel it, yeah. I, like, knew when it was about time. And I normally would walk down to the bullpen about the sixth or seventh inning, according to how the game was going, and. I would throw some paw balls against the wall, kind of stay away from people. I didn't really like talking okay. yeah. when it's kind of go time. Because, like, I mean, I'm kind of a jokester. Yeah. 
in the dugout. But when it's time to lock in, it's time. So yeah, flip the switch. All right, let's say you're take in. the bubble gum bubbles off your hat. You know, yeah. you're. Get let's light. say you get put in a, a piece of gum in before I get on okay. the bump. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's say you're in a multi-inning situation. When you get it back in the dugout after an eighth inning, let's. I mean, are you the same way as far as like, give me my space, like. Yeah, well, I I can't really sit out. I just like walk oh, up and down you're the dugout. A pacer. Yeah, I pay, I take the somebody brings the plow ball down for me and I'll throw it against the wall because after Tommy John, like sitting down Tighten in between innings yeah. is kind of tough the first year. So I just had a we moved the arm bike out of the indoor down to the right behind the dugout so I could like do the arm bike. It feels a long inning, but a little yeah, bit I of kinda, a diva are you? I'm kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're the main guy, like, that, they'll move the arm bike down yeah, for you. you know? like, if you're the guy that gets in one every six games, we're like, like, hey, right. shut up. We're not probably not going to bring that down for you. It's like yeah, parents 38. Like, he needs an arm bike. Guys, like, he's getting deep into the season. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, like, being the guy, that's got to be, like, that's top of the mountain, right? Like, was it, tell us about, like, your favorite stretch, whether it be week, month, year at Tech. And when, I mean, because you kind of solidified yourself the last two years as, as the closer. Uh, first off, I got to ask you this. All right, let's go back. Obviously, you played 2020, Tommy John, come back middle of 2021, you know, fourth of the way through, played a big role as a reliever. 2022, I remember, and this isn't like inside info, I was doing the radio show before that LSU game, and it's like 22 degrees, it's cold. Coach Burroughs says that he went into a team meeting before the year I was like, guys. I already know the story. Yep, I'm ready. Bottom line is, I don't know who the closer is. Word is, you didn't take to it very well. No. Um, but at the same time, I want to add, like, in a sense, do you appreciate some of that, knowing that that's oh, kind of a motivating factor for, for you? For sure. Me and, me and Coach Burroughs talk about all the time how we're wired the same. <clears throat> and uh, he said that, oh, my. I could, I mean, I. You're hot. I could have hit him. I could hit it. I was well, I was thrown in the scrimmage that like after this after he said that, like that was the day that I was thrown in the scrimmage. Oh, okay. and I was like, All right, we finished showing. That's pretty pretty calculated move by Old Burrow. Oh, like he, he told Coach Faust and then that he was gonna do it before he did it. But that's what but in a yeah. sense though, that's what makes a good coach a good coach, right? He knew <laughs> yeah. you ticked like that. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. All right, back to Beck's question. Favorite stretch or moment or my favorite moment didn't really about I mean it was about me but kind of not if y'all remember the Old Dominion night game in conference tournament in Hattiesburg when they hit the two run yes. home run yes. to get the lead yeah I think uh, Taylor I had a good first inning and there was grandma to Taylor and he made like the one error on the year ever and then I give up two run bomb me and T are in the dugout after and like I'm pretty sure we we're both crying we we're pretty both upset not happy kind of mad throwing stuff. And Walker Birchfield walked up to both of us and like kind of calmed us down. Is like y'all have picked us up all year. Like it's our turn. It's we, we got. Don't, you. We don't need to see tears. And right then now. and then Walk, and then Walker Birchfield gets the the hit, the yeah. walk off. And I was, I mean, it was one of the like coolest yeah, things in my life neat. just to hug him after and like I don't know. I mean, that was probably one y'all of my had favorite a couple moments. Of, couple of really memorable. I mean, I remember a few. Oh, years the last ago. couple years. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was yeah. a there was a stretch maybe two or three years ago where it was like I felt like we won three out of five games on walk offs, and I was like, "What is going on?" No, it like, was more than that. It yeah. was like was it? six straight home games. Yeah, like yeah. walk. Like, and it, so there's just a couple of really cool memories. You know, then we have the whole. We talk all the time about Southern Miss being here, and we hosted, um, and two walk offs in the same day. Like that was my favorite sports day ever. But I was about to. <clears> that's what I was about to mention. Yeah, like that was a cool day. But yeah. I mean, so ha- being a closer, like that's just a. 
I don't know. The, the fans get a chance. I mean, like you come out of the dugout, and everybody's like, "Oh, here we go." Like that's that's the thing. Like, and so, did you? Were you okay going from starting to closing? Did that? What was that a natural? Oh yeah, no, I like because I mean, you seem the, like I don't know you that well, but you seem like you have the personality to be a closer. Yeah, like game on the line. Like I like I you want, want the ball. ball. Yeah. Can can you tell in other guys though, and like I don't think this is you know downplaying them, but like you can tell the difference between a guy's like all right if I transition to him to the bullpen, I don't know if his mindset's cut out, and that's not saying yeah. he's a bad pitcher, but yeah. at the same time like takes a different guy to be able to pitch in the eighth and ninth inning. It does for sure. It takes a little. You gotta have a little uh, what's the, little mojo, yeah. kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah. You tell you what they weren't doing is they weren't jogging BC in his eighty-two mile an hour fastball out there <laughs> in the ninth inning. Okay, uh, so this we were down <laughs> fourteen to two. They might. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take our first time out. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is BJ Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Hey DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Kyle Krigger. As we roll along this Tuesday morning. All right, let's go back to that doubleheader Saturday against Southern Miss. Feels like we've had Phil in, we've had Jonathan Fincher in. We, we talk about it every time. But what, what was your favorite... That moment, like Beck says, like he'll never forget that day. I don't think I will either. But like, what what was that like being in that dugout? Game one, we were down. I want to say eight to nothing yeah. in the fourth. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> that is it. It is an insane thing that you like. 
I'm so glad that you guys all have this on your resume. Like, that is something that a lot of people just don't get to experience. And yeah. y'all did it twice in one day no, on was, that scene. You know? It was electric. And it was 8 nothing. Coach Gaspard calls all of us up in the dugout. And I don't remember the exact words you said, but he's like, like he just tells like our backs against the wall. Like if we lose on our home turf, we're not getting run ruled by our rival in the conference tournament. Yeah, and he he always I say it all the time now to all my friends and everybody makes. He said tighten your belt, and <laughs> he's, and then next thing you know, I want to say it's like that inning we put up like a three or four spot, and then after we won that game, he said we're playing with house money. Like he called us up in the locker room. He's like it's house money. Like yeah. leave it all out there. Yeah, and that's what we said. Like during the rest of the tournament and the regionals, like house money. Like, all right. So it's been a while since I've been in the locker room, but I mean, that's not a that's not by chance that you get a speech like that, and then the outcome is what it is. Like, do you I think mean, it, does that like juice y'all up? I mean, oh no doubt. Co- it, Coach Gaspard, he can he can make you run, run through. A brick see, I don't wall. think people understand. You know, because you, you hear these stories all the time. It's like they came in, we gave a good speech, we went out there, and we like our halftime or whatever it is. But it's like part of you is like I mean you can't I mean some words can't yeah. change like I can't it can't put eight runs on the board. But I think runs. it can too. But it can it totally can. Well, it can too when you have the buy-in and the camaraderie and tightness yeah. that y'all have had in the locker room for the last two or three years. Correct, and just with the coaching staff we have, like they're the easiest coaches to play for. Yeah, like no one going out there like Coach Burrows has my back no matter what happens. Like coach, like all the coaches are there for you, and it's just it's easy to win with those guys like. You want to win for them more than you want to win for yourself, or I did. Like, that's what makes a good coach, in my opinion. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, when you, when you were making your decision to come to Louisiana Tech, obviously it was after the tornado. Your first year, you're having to play out at Ruston High. Like, did you ever like doubt your decision at any point? When you, I mean, you knew what you're walking into. Yeah, well, I, I committed time, when the old shack was here. Yeah, like the tornado came. I want to say two weeks the after. The place was sweet. Yeah. The old shack was sweet now. Oh, yeah. It ain't the new shack. Well, how's the BC built, right? That's what they yeah. called it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but what I'm saying, once you got here and got going through that process, like, being a new guy, like, I would imagine at some point you're like, man, like, this is kind of wild and maybe not what I totally envisioned. N- not really, because, okay. like, I, ca- I came for the coach Creel that's, that was at yeah. Southern Miss was one who recruited me. Okay. And... Me and him, I mean, we we hit it off like we were like best friends. And then he ended up leaving, and I get here and like coach Coach Civil was awesome, Coach Burroughs was awesome, and then we brought Coach Gaspard in. That was still when I was a two way guy, and I just kind I bonded with the coaches. And I would rather pay, play for a coach in the school. Like if this yeah, coaching oh, staff was somewhere yeah. else, then I would rather be where they were. But would you say that's the mindset of? Has to be the mindset of most. I know, players, but no, right? but is it though? Well, the. With the transfer portal now, if they don't like the coach, they're going. Like it's not. Yeah, but it, yeah. how much is that? Is the coach over like just uh, whether they think they're going to play or not? I mean, yeah, I mean, playing. Do you, do you time, feel like baseball? I mean, because we, we see it in football. I don't know. If, I don't feel like football players are loyal to the coaches. Yeah, I feel like football players are like, I want to get on the field. Yeah, baseball, you feel like maybe more loyal to coaches. But I feel like yeah. that's because baseball has fewer players. Yeah, and yeah. it's interesting because, and we always talk about like if you're on the depth chart, buried in the depth chart of baseball, like. You know, you ain't you don't got special teams to get your chance. You know, you have to wait for somebody to really be terrible or yeah. somebody to get hurt. Which, I mean, baseball players don't get hurt that much. You know, so yeah, I think I mean it's the coaches and like just the guys. Like everybody in our locker room like loved each other from the guys that were never going to touch the field to the guys that were backups all year and got 
you know, 20 or so at bats. And it's, you, okay. So I know you hadn't been on a bunch of other teams in college, but how, how typical of that is, do you think of a lot of college? You think that's what most locker rooms would say? Like we really, I would say a lot of them. Cause I've I know heard, you play summer ball. And so you're talking to your, your buddies. Yeah. About to say, there's schools. some guys that were like, Oh, there's a handful of guys in locker rooms that nobody likes. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. they're always griping and complaining about not getting to play. And, you know, their daddy thinks that they should be in the mm-hmm. lineup. So they think they should be in the lineup. And I mean, but here it's just everybody. No, ain't all nothing 40- wrong with some daddy ball now. <laughs> I hear you. Ask Southern Miss, all right? <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, we've heard that from every everybody we've talked to on the But, like, how, how do you create, like, in your mind, like, how do you create a culture like that? Like, yeah, if you're a coach one day. Like, could you, like, like, everybody talks about it. Yeah, to uh, me, it's like a best-case scenario, froofy. Like, do you remember a, a moment in that 2021 season? Obviously, that's the year you guys host the region where it was like, like, all right, like, this is bigger than just the individuals. Like, we're, like you said, like, we're but doing just, it for the people around us. Like, yeah. do you feel that? Oh, for sure. Wasn't that, like, you, I mean, I kind of knew coming in, like, once I hung out with everybody, like, for the first time, I was just like, I mean. You think that's just what the coaches, like, the, the that, precedent that they set? That's who they, yeah, for sure. And that's who, they go recruit guys like that. Like you can that. tell, you can tell the guys that, I mean, the blue-collar guys are the ones that always fit in, you know, yeah. like. You don't Not want the prima donna superstars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like we don't. Coach Burroughs <clears throat> don't go after those guys. They go after guys that want to fight. And he's looking for people that want to hunt on the weekend. See, that's oh, yeah. that's that's, that's right. toughness. That's yeah. right. Every one of you guys has got a different pattern of camo every time you come in here. <laughs> uh, but see, that's that's interesting to me because you know, I think with foot, we talk with football a lot. Is just you, you got you you put up with a certain amount for the star players. You're like, man, yeah. I, I need you on the team. You know, but like a coach definitely has a style of player that he likes and that fits his system. And I think maybe in baseball you get to do that a little better because you have so few players compared to having like a hundred guys. Yeah. You know that like you got to feel something. It's probably tough to find a hundred guys that all align with that. But that's what we keep hearing about Coach Burroughs and and the uh, environment that he's created on that team. And and can Burroughs squat more than you? We've heard he's like the Terminator in the weight room. Terminator? I bet I bet he could bitch more than I could. You go in there and he's. Pushing up a hundred like it's nothing, just no, right, no big deal. Huh? Wrap it out, all right. Yeah. We also heard he's got his toboggan on in his hood. Okay, warms up on the bike. Yeah, he has earbuds out. in. Gets oh, gets out. He has an old workout that he had when he was at Meridian Community College. Like no telling how long ago. Like the old ink and everything. And I looked at it the other day, and I was like, hats off to you. Yeah, that's a big one. I, oh, dude, he, the big he gets after it. We also heard he can dance. Oh he yeah, the, the, gr- the gritty in Hattiesburg. Uh, he did the gritty in Hattiesburg. After the walk off, after the old, after the old Dominion walk off, I did not know that. Y'all didn't see that video? Okay. I might have. I don't know. You see a lot of it. I know you appreciate that. I just find it interesting. I, you know, <laughs> it's pretty. Good what was your favorite sport other than baseball growing up? Basketball for sure. Were you good? I mean, I played in junior high, but <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. They say you got to be good to play in junior high. Because so. I, I didn't really start golfing until I started hanging out with Cade when I got here. I had golf. Clubs, oh, Cade's big golf guy. Huge golf guy. Yeah, big lefty golf guy. golfer. Is he a lefty? Oh, Is yeah. he a lefty golfer? Lefty. Did y'all play a little in Jupiter or you, don't, you can't afford it? We did. Oh, uh, no. I mean. Can was... they afford it? It's a different question, but they played. Yeah. I mean, played. you were talking a little bit about Jupiter. I mean, you know, you spent pretty, two it, and a half months there. Yeah, somewhere yeah. In there. So how, how much do you stay in contact with those guys that you played with in Jupiter? Like, y'all chatting it up? Well, a lot of them don't speak English, but. Uh, yeah, I'll get, a, I'll get a random Instagram DM and they'll Snapchat you. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to seeing them. 
Like we have a blast, you know, date, and half the time they look at me and say, I don't know. What you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but we're like baseball. How how (laughs) close were all the different affiliations around y'all, like as far as road trips go? Our farthest trip was to Dunedin for the Blue Jays. Okay, Ryan Jennings. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Jennings came. I told him the two nights that I was probably pitching, and the night I ended up pitching was like in the 11th and extra innings, but he left like in the 9th because he went in the game. And we were winning by like two, and he left and was going to come back the next day, and then I ended up pitching that night. Typical Jennings. Yeah. Thought he had a better breaking ball than you, I guess. I guess. It's pretty nasty, but. What was your uh, best outing this this year? Ah. I mean, I, I, I guess I, three, my, fa- my favorite inning was the old Dominion one before the two-run jack. No, no, I mean in low A. Oh, oh, in, low oh a. in your professional career. Okay. Yeah. Ah. I, I came in, bases loaded toward the end with no outs, got a double play, got a double play ball back hit to me, and then a three-pitch punchy. Not bad. Three-pitch punchy, huh? It was I, a one-run one game. You ever got a three-pitch punchy before, Ben? Probably not. <laughs> I want to ask you this. Um... So we had Fincher in here, we had Phil in here, and they all talk about when you're in college, like obviously the fall is spent, you're playing each other like yeah. nonstop. Like, have you ever, like, obviously you get tired of pitching against Taylor Young and Steele and all those yeah, guys. Those, like, those, those aren't fun. Exactly. So, like, was there ever a moment when you're out there, like, y'all are all competitive, where, like, you really get after each other, where oh, it's no, like, no doubt. Like, how are we friends when we're in this moment? I've run my mouth more in inner squads than. And you run it a lot on the field now. I tr- yeah, I try not to, but I try not to. Umpires don't make me happy sometimes. <laughs> so, so you like that happens though? Oh, oh yeah. Me and Cade Gibson used to go at it when I was oh, a hitter. Oh, that surprised me, Cade. Oh, when you were a hitter, cool, cool, I, when I was a person. hitter, I mean, we went at it. He wouldn't throw you the heater or what? He threw me in. He punched me out on an inside heater, looking, and came off the mound. Called, Let me, you hear about called it? me a little boy, and then started saying he was Picasso because he was painting the black. <laughs> We didn't talk. For him, we didn't talk for like a week. I, I was hot. I was hot. <laughs> okay, my, I first met Cade. Cade Gibson a, sent Krigger in a PO. Yeah, he did. Uh, I first <laughs> he met, did that. I mean, I did become a PO not too long after that. <laughs> I met Cade playing uh, pickup basketball, and I hated him. I couldn't stand him. Like, I was like, get, the, do not invite this kid back. And then, like, two, we were on the same team, like the next night or whatever. And I was like, this is my best friend. I, <laughs> Like, yeah, you go to war with that guy. That's who oh, you yeah. want on your team. Well, that's who exactly. you want on your team. Yeah, but you exactly. don't want to go against him because he will. He will make. He made me feel really small. And I'm like, dude, I got a kid. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need you making fun of me. <laughs> Next time you see him, you have to tell him that uh, he's my little brother. Okay, I'll tell him. He hasn't beat me in basketball yeah. yet. Let's go ahead, take our next time out. You're listening to Blue Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. At Diemble Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. 
We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bimble Motors Facebook page. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Quick programming note, got Sonny Cumbie, head coach of the Bulldogs, joining us in the next segment. Coach Cumbie's got his 2023 signing class almost finished, getting set to start back up here after Christmas break. We'll discuss the 2022 season with him, but we continue our conversation with Kyle Krieger. Uh, when you look back at your time at Louisiana Tech, what will you remember the most? Just the guys, the teammates, yeah, the, and then the support from the from the town of Rest. I mean, it's you go out on a Tuesday night and you look up and stands are packed, and you like this place, huh? Oh yeah, I love it. I love wrestling, but I mean, I've met, I've have a lot of friends through baseball, through school, and I mean, it's people that I can count on forever and. Like, I love coming back to wrestling just to hang out with them. And Do you ever volunteer to go to class for anybody? <laughs> oh, no, you ain't going to find me in class. I, did, I didn't, like y'all said, I didn't come to play. I didn't come six hours from home to play. School. I was going to say, is it a big difference in not going to class now that you play in the professionals? But I don't oh, know. Dude, it's I don't know huge. If it's, oh, is it? Oh, it's huge. Just maybe, like, just maybe like somebody looking over your shoulder saying yeah, you should like, be in class. Not have, I mean, I, w- I would go most of the time. It's the Zoom. The Zoom classes got me. Like, I mean, you could just Ooh, log on classes put on a terrible. little filter and just yeah. take your little. Nap. Me and Cade were in the same classes. We'd have our computers next to each other, and right in front of the TV, and we'd have the PlayStation remote in between our legs, playing each other in golf. Not and trying I, to make a reaction. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. We're just like, all right, all right. Does it bother you that Cade's twenty-seven pounds heavier than you are? Is that no, no, not really. What about that he's, uh, he's twenty-seven still... years old? <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, more that he's 27 and married. Yeah. I mean, he That's... throws 88, I throw 94 or something. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take 27 pounds yeah, Okay, all right. That's, I was just curious. Uh, uh, the next couple months for you, like, w- will you really ramp it up before you um, oh, yeah. head out to – where are y'all in? Uh, Jupiter. Jupiter, okay. When I, I mean, when I get to Jupiter, I want to be – You'll be ready to go. Yeah, I want, like, the first – bullpen to be like jaw dropping like i'm gonna make sure i'm fine-tuned yeah spring training is the biggest like i mean that's when the whole organization's there like you gotta make your move yeah that's when that's when you make your money and i mean start hanging out with the with the big dogs with the big dogs yeah yeah. you start playing i'm I'm gonna tell the new manager like if you want to win i'm your guy yeah (laughs) Maybe like I don't know who this kid is, but he keeps talking to he me, keeps but I, and me. I gotta have him. I'm gonna tell him, give me an inning in a big league spring yeah. training game. Yeah, That'd be you won't be disappointed. Yeah. I, would. I, I know a lot of new draft guys on in some organizations. Like get they, a chance, yeah. Like they put them out there for an inning just to, you know, I mean, just get them humbled. See how they react. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I want Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, one of them too. Just tell them like I'm built for this. You yeah. know, like <laughs> see how far they can hit it. I'll groove them more. That's right. 
I'll groove them. <laughs> they can probably hit it pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I mean, so you do get to interact with those. You see them like they yeah, kind yeah. of stay to themselves. Yeah. Well, Jazz Chisholm was hurt when we got drafted. Oh yeah. And he came back from the. He went to the All Star game because, but he was hurt, couldn't play it. But he went and hung out like the home run derby and all. And I thought it was pretty cool. He came out and shook all our hands, congratulated us. By like mistake. The next day, well, uh, Garrett Cooper did after he did a rehab start with us. Oh, we had cool. We had Outback. Nice. Right, yeah. So is nice. that he takes you out or he brings no, Outback in? Brings it in. Okay. Yeah. I had about four steaks because the Dominican guys, they don't eat red meat. Really? Like they cut into it and there's like a little red. Oh, they don't do They're it. They're out. Like, they were like, no, you can have it, Krieger. <laughs> Krieger. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. So don't they have, like, all these, like, vendors, like Oakley and everything, like, out at spring training? Is that true? they do that anymore? I haven't been to spring training yet. Oh, that's right. But I believe – I know we get, like, 50% off Oakley or something like that during spring training. You're responsible for your own glove. They actually gave us a glove when we got down – and the pair of cleats, but that's – but, yeah, that's all they'll – like, that's it. Like, I've already ordered some cleats for spring training and – Marucci sent me a glove. I texted him when I got drafted and asked. I told him, like, this is my favorite glove I got. Can I've you hook ever me used. up? Like, I'm going to be in the bigs one day. You may want to go ahead and give me one. And yeah. then Coach Miller calls me. He's like, Why is there a glove with your name on it in our <laughs> box? And I was like, I, He thought I got a player or something to order one. And I was like, Well, I texted the guy and I guess he sent it. He never asked for my address. So Yeah, send it up here. I huh? was down there throwing with the Better red glove. Pick it up. Summer. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so Jupiter, a pretty expensive place to live, you said. Yeah, I mean, it's... No yeah. NIL deals up there. No. So you're seen looking, you're on yet? Like, I have not. I passed his little restaurant he has. Oh. I was scared to walk in there after the burger and fries I had for $35 the night before. Don't blame me there. What, what are some of your goals for this upcoming season? I would... I mean, obviously you want to get promoted. Yeah. Uh, I would like to... I would like to be in Double A by the end of the year. I think I'm not real sure if I'll start low or high. I know highs and do bl- they communicate any of that stuff as far as like a long term plan for you? I I don't know when I'm supposed to be in Florida in spring trainings in two months. So do they? Do you get the idea? And like we hear this so often uh, with minor league play. Like, do you get the feeling that everybody's maybe out for themselves in a sense, or not really? I mean, kind of like it's. Minor minor leagues isn't really about winning and losing. It's really about developing, your, yeah, evaluating, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and so, like, I wouldn't say guys are selfish and stuff, but like, you know, they are, even if they don't show it. Like, if I pitch good and the next guy gets hit around, I mean, I'm not mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's just, yeah. I mean, it's and in the flip flip that, side, that's of that, the if, biggest difference from college and there because like I loved playing for my teammates. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that pushed me to the next level. And now it's kind of you're kind of playing for yourself. You're playing you are, for a team, yeah. but it's really about yourself. Like, so I mean, do you use like motivation? Like, I just want to pitch better than Cade, kind of a thing. Is that like? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, I mean, I get more nervous when Cade's in the game than when I'm in the game, just because I mean he is like my brother. I give him a lot of crap, but yeah, every time I mean I'm nervous and antsy. So is he your main workout guy here in Ruston? No, not really. He can't throw it as far as I can, but. <laughs> uh, have to have a cutoff man. So is Ryan back. Jennings back right now? I mean, who else is back? Uh, Ty back. Tys, I feed him the machine a couple of times a week whenever we're there at the same time. But Jarrett Jarrett Wharf's okay training. He's throwing. Is he wearing the glasses when he throws? He's the not. He threw a pin today and he didn't have one on. Mm. But he's he has a pro workout in North Carolina coming up in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So he's getting ready to throw some gas. Yeah, but it's just me, Caden, uh, 
Jarrett for the most part. How cool was it for four of you guys to go in the top ten rounds? That, that I think was that was insane. the first time in tech history. I mean, that had to be pretty cool. It was awesome because I, me, Cade, me and Cade didn't really know what to expect. Like, yeah. I didn't hear nothing the day of the, that I got drafted. Like, I mean, I was stressed. It was like the worst and best day of my life yeah. all in one day. And I was on the phone with the Corinth newspaper, and I heard Cade Gibson's name on the TV. And I turn around, <laughs> and it's the Marlins, and I just – I just hang up on the newspaper, <laughs> and my good. my mom and dad and like my family's outside all on the phone like telling everybody, and I like yelled that Cade got drafted, and then like next thing you know everybody's hanging up their phone, and I was like to the Marlins, and I mean it's just it's pretty cool to be able to experience that with Cade, and but I mean top ten rounds that's pretty that's four time. guys yeah that's big time back to twenty twenty when you got the news that you tore UCL and needed Tommy John what what was that moment like leading up to the surgery just knowing that you had such a long recovery to come back I didn't really know what to expect I kind of knew that it was torn before and no I just kept pushing it off pushing it off and then I played summer ball and just played third coach Silva told me not to throw an inning I'm playing against some of my best friends on the other team didn't want to lose played an inning yeah next day I couldn't make it 60 feet Hmm. And my mom's the one that made me. I was like, no, it's fine. I'm just sore. But she made me go get an MRI. and You passed, passed out, out, but it was torn. Yeah. yeah, but it was torn. I fainted. They left me in there. I wish they would have done that in Jupiter, too, so I'd have to do it again. But, yeah. I mean, it was just <laughs> – I mean, it, it it wasn't – That's a. I mean, that's a year, or what is it? I mean, I mean, you got back quick, though. I, uh-huh. threw, I threw in – Nine months? Eight months and two days. Pretty good. And it's yeah. supposed to be 12 to 14 months. I just built different. Yeah, I mean, it's just how Corinth, Mississippi people are. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's a little different out there. It's how the backwoods are. That's right. I've heard that. But, I mean, it was was, when I got the news, I was with my dad. I didn't cry then because I don't really. Just passed out. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, my best friend's dad's like the orthopedic that did it too. And I called the coaches. That wasn't fun. Well, I mean, I I thought it was going to be bad. I thought Sylvan and they were going to be mad. But they were like, well. It's what it is. Yeah, and then. I hit really good after surgery because I couldn't throw, so I just got go. to hit, and then you we miss were... hitting. Oh yeah, so you're a hitter at heart. You hitter like hitting more than pitching, for sure. Because oh. you don't have to wait like forever to get in the game. Yeah, it's, you got tomorrow. That's right. But I mean, I mean, pitching's cool and all. You know, you just Better hang be. out, shag BP. <laughs> hey, that's my favorite part of shagging BP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out there trying to look like an all-star, catching yes. that behind. Like, like run row balls behind down the, the gap. Yeah, that's right. Like, come yeah. on. Like, you got to show your athleticism that's right. out there. That's right. Let's go ahead, Terry. Next time out, we come back from the break. Sonny Cumbie, head coach of the Bulldogs, will join us. We'll continue our conversation with Kyle Krigger at 7 o'clock. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today to find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. 
to pre-owned lots. Local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Rustin. Hey DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck A's, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Joined by the head coach of the Bulldogs, Sonny Cumbie. Coach, how are we doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, I... Uh... I really like hearing that ad by Smoke Harris. He's definitely got a voice for radio and, and probably a face for it, too. Hey, we've had him on a couple of times, Coach. We're trying to refine his radio game a little bit. Hey, he sounded good. He sounded really good in that commercial on that ad. So I, he sounded good. So, no, no doubt. Now, you know, it, it's, uh, today, you know, we start our, our, our winter quarter starts back tomorrow. And so it was like, it, it's like Christmas for us here as coaches because our, the dogs are back in town. You know, our players got back today. And, first team meeting back so um that's that's exciting you know i, I think uh it's just a reminder for us that we get a lot of energy from these dudes uh, i want i want to ask you you know the, you mentioned the, the players coming back today over the last couple of weeks um wh- what does that look like for you and your staff when the players go home for christmas uh obviously the signing class has been signed uh back on december 21st what what do these last two weeks look like for you guys are you able to you know rest and relax at all uh as you get set for the you know start back up with the winter quarter no uh not a lot <laughs> not a lot you know with the transfer portal and then just staying in touch with your players and that's one of the things you have to do and and, and i think though you get to do it you get to check in with your guys make sure they're doing okay over the christmas break and then you know with every day there's players that are going in the portal that you have to talk to or you have to evaluate and and uh and so it, it gets harder and harder you know we're we're coming off you know we're not yeah, you know we're we're always you're, you're going to work really hard in the off season, um, and we're coming off a season where we didn't have the success that we wanted, and so um, we've got a lot of room to get better, and we've got a lot of work to do, and and we'll have a lot of work to do every off season, but um, you know we got to make sure that that uh, the transfer portal we're on top of it, especially moving forward to this next signing period. But we were able to, I think, all the coaches were able at some point to catch their breath a little bit, enjoy their family around Christmas, and celebrate Christmas with family, and. Um, so that, that part of it was, was good. And, and you do get to be around, you know, for me, my I get to be around my wife and uh, my two boys and, and we got some helmets and shoulder pads for Christmas. So there was a lot of a tackle football going on in the front yard. And, uh, so 
that was a lot of fun. We talk a lot about the transfer portal, and you know, there's positives to it. There's a lot of negatives to it as well. You, you mentioned the evaluation part of it. Like, is that it has to be a daily thing that you guys are always checking that portal. Is that a thing where you have to almost go guy by guy that enters each and every day just to you know try to evaluate and find that right talent? No, you really do. I mean, it's like uh, you guys. I should put, you know you guys should start. And there probably already is this. I'm just behind the times. I hope I'm not. But you should create a certain like just an app that automatically you just <laughs> click on it because that's what it feels like. It's like you just constantly are strolling social media. You're constantly strolling, trolling the, uh, the the transfer portal and and updating it. You know, every morning, every afternoon, every night. You know, into the evening, and you're constantly all right popping up. And then you know you see the name, and then you're getting it to your director of player personnel, Anthony Morrow, and then. You know, then you're watching the film off PFF or you're watching the film off Huddle um, or you're watching the film off of BB Sports, however you can get film and evaluate guys because, um, you know, it, most of the time, um, you know, we're the guys that are probably going up a, a little bit above us, you know, already know where they're going. That's the thing about, you know, when there's a kid that, you know, that goes into the transfer portal, it's kind of like it's kind of curious how you get a quarterback that, that, that goes in the transfer portal in the afternoon and then by – Seven o'clock that night, he's already announcing where he's going. So um, it must have been a heck of a Zoom visit that he had, you know, to to, to, uh, to coerce him into signing there. But you know, that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. And, uh, but yeah, you have to constantly monitor it, and and then then you make phone calls to the coaches where they're leaving because you want to figure out the first question that you ask the kid, and the first question that you ask somebody on the staff that you know is, is why are they leaving? Right, coach. How excited are you going into your second year? versus uh, drinking out of a fire hose on your first year? And, and what is going to be the main difference for you? And um, just, you know, like last year, I feel like you probably got to establish how you wanted to run the team. And this year, um, you know, as things change and you get to you get to just not worry about some of the things you worried about last year. So what is that like for you going into your second year as a head coach? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not a big hunter. I, I grew up hunting. Um, uh, I don't have a lot of time to do it now with football, but I, I would liken it to when you, if you've ever hunted quail and you walk up on the quail and they just fly off everywhere and it's like, you don't know which one to shoot. There's so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you end up, so you just start shooting or, you know, there's just so many of them and it's kind of like, and then you go dove hunting or and, and you're just sitting there and you can wait and you see them coming in. And so you're a little bit more calculated on your aim in terms of what you're going after now, I guess in year two is my point is that, um, it's, a, it's a lot more specific instead of uh, things just going everywhere. And, and so very excited, um, you know, in terms of now we're, we're in the getting better phase. Um, and what I mean by that is we don't have to teach our kids how we do things in the weight room. We don't have to teach our kids where we practice the drills, how we do things. And, and it, it's time to, to get better. Uh, this, is a, this place is about hustling. This place is about working really hard. And now we can do those things and improve. And so um, there's a lot of excitement for me um, in going into this second season and then building this roster back up and, and getting the right kind of Bulldogs in here. From, from a player leadership standpoint, you mentioned some of that comfort. Now that your guys know you, they know what to expect, you know what uh, to expect from them. Do you think that helps your players be able to lead more vocally, you know, by example, whatever it might be, just because they are more comfortable in what's going on day to day? Well, I, I think so. I hope so. I hope they know the expectations now, and I hope they know that the things that, that are really important to us and the things that we're not you know, going to budge on and the things that are expected of them on a daily basis. Because I think once you clearly define the expectations and you hold them to that standard and to that expectation, I think then they now can grow themselves individually in terms of leadership and in terms of all right, what is this coaching staff really value? And then 
Um, and, and so I do hope that that is a, uh, um, something that we see is that the growth of our team internally with their leadership. Yeah, we, we had a question on our text line. Um, when you guys go out and start recruiting guys, whether it's high school guys or portal, um, do you prior do you guys prioritize a, a specific type of kid? You know, does it is it winners? Is it physical? You know, physical skills, growth potential. H- how do you evaluate all of that stuff uh, when it comes to the recruiting trail? Yeah, that's that's a that's, that's a lot. I mean, as a, a profile from a physical standpoint, you know, physical attributes, you know, the height, weight, the, the speed. Um, there's also the, the film. All right, what does their film look like? How do they play on film? Does all of that add up? Some kids are really fast on paper or on track, and then you watch football tape, and it's just, man, I just don't see the speed. Or it's the other way also, where they may not have the fastest times, and you watch them play, and nobody catches them. And so um, you have that type of profile from a physical standpoint. Then you, you have to fall, you have to really call and then ask questions, ask the right kind of questions to the right people on staff there and about them in terms of what is their day-to-day like, what are their work habits like, what kind of teammate are they, how do they go, you know, what's their attitude when things aren't going their way. Um, you know, body language, coachability, you really have to see that in person in terms of watch the kid, you know, what's he doing, um, what's his reaction when the coach walks off, you know, what's his, what's his eye contact like when he's being coached, how does he respond to tough coaching, how does he, whenever, the, if he's a defensive player, what's he doing when the offense is on the field, and then vice versa. If I'm an offensive player, what am I doing when the defense is on the field? Am I paying attention to what's going on, or am I just kind of jacking around over there and not, you know, talking to my buddies? And then I think also there's a profile that you have to have in terms of does this kid have a toughness level that's going to be able to come here and, and compete? Um, is, it, is this a kid that we feel like we can develop? Um, because I do believe this is, this is a developmental program and, and get them here and be able to add strength and weight um, and, and, and grow them as a player. Can we get them better as a coaching staff um, positionally? And then, and then finally, the fit is that, you know, it's a, it's a fit is, is, uh, this kid gonna really embrace this great city? Is he gonna embrace, um, you know, this campus? And, and so those are the things that you try to look and evaluate best you can, you know, before you, you sign them. You, you mentioned being a developmental program. We saw you guys announce the signings of 17 kids the other day, uh, back on December 21st. And, and there's so much talk, like we talked about earlier, with the transfer portal. How important or how, I, I, I want to say difficult maybe, is it to kind of stick to your recruits of signing high school guys, developing high school guys, while at the same time you're inevitably going to have to fill in some gaps with some transfers? Coach, are you there? Sounds like we lost uh, Coach Cumbie. Worked to get him back on the line. Yeah, here. worked to get him back. But, uh... So, some really good information. I can't. I mean, this is this is the fascinating thing to me about being a head coach. Is there, I mean, we haven't found a day off. I don't. I mean, well, that's what period. I want to ask. Him. And like, even that's it, even nuts. if you take it, even if you take the day, like somebody's not taking the day offs. You know, like well, it's three. And if you're three and nine days a year, where you like, man, I don't. I there is no day offs. Like, well, like imagine Christmas. It's like you wake up. You give your shoulder pads and your helmet like to who, the kid. Who but at the same the time, it's like, got to hit today. the portal. Yeah. Like, I, I mean. I, and the portal's kind of like speed day. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> there ain't no doubt. All right, let, let's go back to Coach Cumbie. But what I was saying, Coach, is you signed 17 high school guys in that early uh, signing period. That balance of signing a bunch of high school guys, developing those guys, but at the same time, you're inevitably going to have to get some transfers in here to fill in some of those gaps. Uh, what, what's that challenge like for a staff to evaluate the you know the proper numbers that you need on a daily or a yearly basis? 
Yeah, I think that it's a you, know, you try to figure out how many older players are you losing or did you lose, and you want to try to replace those guys um, with with older players through the portal. And, and and what I mean by that, it's not seniors. Your seniors, you really want to try to replace your seniors that graduate with a high school kid. And then so you want to have a balance. The tricky part is is you don't want to be all seniors and then all freshmen. You know, you want yeah. to build your class, and that's the challenge right now for us on defense. Is is when we got here, there were around twenty eight scholarship players. Um, on defense and 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 you know and then after this season you know we've had attrition and and so you can't have, we got to try to build you know seniors juniors sophomore freshmen you want to try to build it you know all the way throughout and that way every year you know that you're not relying on the transfer portal as heavy on defense as we are right now um, and so from that standpoint it is a challenge you have to have an awareness and, and that's where we need the most immediate help is is on defense um, really at every position and, and that's where we're at right now, trying to address that and, and uh, having a sense of urgency about of our evaluation of guys and, and going through them, um, you know, watching every level of every player we can find that we feel like would be a good fit here. The, the new rule where if you bring in transfers, if they're underclassmen, once they've transferred, they kind of got to stay until they graduate. How, how different uh, does that change things across the country when you evaluate transfer portal players? No, it, it, it's a game changer, and, and, you, and you better dig deep. And every every place that that kid's played, every coach that's coached him that you know, and and do as much box checking as you can before he gets here, because you know when they get here they're ours. And and so you know from that standpoint, you know you also all right calculated on you know that that's if you can find a guy that's just a one year guy. Sometimes that that's that's the appeal now for one year guys as well. You know he's only going to be here a year, so if you know if it works out great. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then you're not tied to them for two to three, four more years. And so it's a, it's a, it's a tricky, you know, situation. And, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of research and, and thoroughness that has to go through it, um, more so than just popping on the film and, okay, he looks good. Let's go get him. Um, there's got to be a lot of very specific questions and trying to figure it out. And, and at the end of the day, you may find all the right questions. You may have right all the right answers. And he comes here, and, and it may not work out, um, but at least you've done your due diligence, and you may, you know, it gives yourself a greater chance of it coming here, and it does work out. Now, now that you and your staff are entering year two with one another, how beneficial is that? Knowing that you guys understand what each other's thinking and and how you want to do things. Well, I think that you're always trying to learn, and you're always trying to feed off of each other, and so I think that um, that does help. You know, there is a, a comfort level of, of having the same group back. Um, moving forward and, and having guys knowing um, what you're looking for at certain positions and, and, you know, recruiting areas where you may have the coach going into the same area um, for about the third or fourth time since we've been here. And so that's going to be a, a beneficial. And, and, you know, we have to constantly be, um, you know, open-minded and, and, and uh, as a staff as far as, you know, it's not about um, who has all the right ideas. It's about what's the best idea for our team and, and what's the best, evaluation and, and how do we get um, the best players regardless of who's the recruiting coach or or anything like that we just got to get the best player and so I think that part of it of uh, you know you're constantly trying to prove yourself but you also understand that um, you know we're working together to try to get as many good players in here as we can and, and everybody you know you look back at the 2022 season obviously you look at it on the surface you're, you're three and nine overall but you know, four or five plays go a different way. You easily have a, a six or seven win team. Is that something that you talk about with your team when you come at come back 
from a Christmas break, maybe today or something going forward, knowing how close you were to some success to kind of get those guys to maybe push just a little bit harder to help get over that hump? Yeah, I think that it is as we as we get into the nuts and bolts. of uh, We'll have another team meeting on Friday, and that'll be, you know, the heavy emphasis of it is as we transition towards our winter conditioning, uh, you know, how close we were to winning six or seven football games. And, and the difference in those games is our choices that we make every day. And, and all of those things now are, are you know, the standard of what we want to do is, is, is outlined. And so I think it's something that, um, you know, ultimately you want your players to, to have an awareness of that themselves. And, and, I, and I feel really strong about the teams we have in our team room this evening and, and their determination and, and their, you know, internal motivation to, to be really good players and then also to be a really good team. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Over the next two and a half months before you get going with spring practice, uh, what what do you want to see from your team, from your returners uh, that are here? Well, I want to see um, our guys have it to grow together. Uh, I think that I want to see them um, grow closer together through the offseason, um, you know, get better in, you know, all of the things that we're doing from a physical and mental standpoint to have an improvement there. But I, I want to see us, our team to grow closer and and to, to, to grow more bonded. And I think that you do that through the off season, and you do that with the time that you have with your free time. And uh, and so I think that uh, that's what I would like to see uh, before we transition into spring practice and, and developing and, and creating a toughness and an identity that, um, quite honestly, we lacked at times last year that we need to have. Great stuff, Coach. As always, appreciate you taking some time out of a busy day uh, to join us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys' support. Sonny Cumbie, head coach of the Bulldogs, joined us tonight on the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Let's go ahead. Take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you are looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dream, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston.
Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Kyle Krigger. Good stuff from Coach Sonny Cumbie. Listen, Beck, one thing I like about Sonny Cumbie, on December the 21st, following signing day and tonight, like he's pretty open about, uh, let's say, the lack of toughness. I mean, what I said. We to you saw in the it break, on the field. We saw, it's hard not to be open about it when it's it's just there. It's how do you change a mindset? I don't know. I, I've questioned whether you got to get the guys out of the locker room or I'm not a coach, but it's got to be something. Krieger, how do you I change mean, a toughness in a locker room? I mean, if you're Listen, not, if you weren't built different, how do you make them different? You know, I don't know that you can make them compete. I don't know. Hit each other. I don't know. I mean. Line up. What's the Oklahoma drill? Yeah. Find out the find yeah, out That the is a lot different in college football these days. Like, oh, they you don't, don't let them hit, hit as much. You yeah. don't let them hit. Don't want to hurt Everybody's nobody. got an injury, you know? Yeah. The old pulled hammy. I Who mean, y'all pulling for a college football playoff? Got TCU. I like I like old TCU. Chris I don't, think they, I don't know if they're going to win. I just I want them to. You know what? Stetson Bennett, I would like him a lot more if he didn't have that curly stuff on his I head. liked him a lot until I found <laughs> out he was 26 years old. And then I was like, man. Hey, he's as, that's as old as Cade is. Yeah. Hey, that you game, don't hear me talking about how much I like Cade. You know? that, <laughs> that game the other night, both those games the other night were incredible. Yeah, they that's, were. That's some good high-quality football. Uh, First time in a while for the old college football playoff. I, I tell you who I, I'm not about is Michigan. I've never liked Michigan since they took Shea Patterson and you thought he was going to win the Heisman every year. <laughs> Taves, I, does he ever give up on Calvary? Oh, dude. I met Shea Patterson on an Ole Miss baseball game, and he played ben for Ben thought he was just the, the truth. I thought he was good. Like, he wears number 20. Like, yeah, I didn't Get out like of my that. backfield. He went to yeah. a certain high school that I also attended and really didn't like, and I was like, I'm just telling you, the athletes that come out of that school, sorry, Landry Liddy, are not dudes, you know? They're not from Mississippi. They're so not they're from Mississippi. So, dogs, I just you – know? I never had faith in them. We're really hoping Liddy can uh, prove me wrong. You know, Mike can. I, I like the energy Sonny Company's bringing tonight. I think it's got to be a huge difference from your first year. Like he said, like you're trying. I mean, everything is brand new. You're meeting people left and right. You're trying to meet donors. You're trying to put implement your plan. Trying, trying to, to go on Bleed Tech Blue. Trying radio. to get on every radio show you can possibly get on. You're trying to build fan interest. Trying to move your family here. Like there's just no way that stuff doesn't take a toll. And the second year is just like you said. I mean, you're a couple plays away from being a six or seven win team couple injuries away from potentially like you know he's probably just ready for a restart and like let me get my guys out there with my system with another year of coach and like let me show y'all what we can do because i don't feel like that was that was it and i i think too though you know you talk about being a second year head coach it is meaningful knowing that like you don't have to walk out on a practice field and be like guys this is how we stretch like like stretching is so basic but like as a first year head coach like all that stuff like you don't have to do that anymore. No, I mean, the first couple of practices, you're 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 teaching them where to go and where to stand and how to rotate drills. Like and... guys, this is how we say hut. <laughs> Not like this is how like, we break it down. No, but like for real no, though, like you, you have know. to teach everything, and like I, I and do... then you're trying to convince these guys that you know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, and you have to get that buy-in. Yeah, and you got to get to know them. Because... I, I think the one good thing about year two is this: year two, like if you want to be here, you're here. If you don't want to be here, you're not here. Like you don't, ha- you should not at least have anybody in that locker room that doesn't want to be here. 
Because, like, the guys now that they know how it is, the guys that were on the fence, they played their year, and it's like, eh, not a big fan. I'm out, or yeah. all right, I, I can, you know, I can buy into this. Like, nobody I'm, else wants me, I better stay. <laughs> well, it's got point. a little of that, yeah, got a little bit of that. Uh, Speaking of first year coaches, Coach Fouts came in, yeah, with tell this. us about Cooper. I mean, he's this a guy's fiery got, competitor, this guy has got as good of a reputation as anybody. I love I mean, him. I, I mean, I would take a bullet for him any day of the week. He came in, and we're, we're a bunch of old guys. And how old is he? How old is he? Probably what thirty five, forty. Okay, yeah. All right, bald headed. Looks yeah, bald. Kind of. I, I remind him that he's bald. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he kind he came in and like that's kind of tough coming in with old guys that have been there, but yep, had had success too. Yeah, and he kind of like first team meet or first pitchers meeting. He's like, I'm not here to steal the show. Like, I want to see what y'all like, like what makes y'all better, and I mean, he implemented some conditioning that nobody liked, but who likes conditioning? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it benefited us. Run a lot of poles or what? A lot of sprints, like kind of agility stuff, okay. box drills and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as long as Coach Fout's here, we're going to have some dogs on the mound because he knows what he's talking about. And, I mean, he's just – See like a velo guy, like wh- like when he gets down the recruiting trail, you think he's looking for heat? Uh, or he- I wouldn't say heat. I mean, he's looking for somebody that's – not scared, somebody that trusts okay. their like the competitor. He always yeah, he he wants you to compete and like trust your stuff. Like don't try to be somebody you're not. That's one of the main things he says. And you know, we talked earlier about that story with Coach Burroughs kinda challenge you a little bit. Like and I would imagine Coach Gaspard and Coach Fouts, they're they're the same way, but like yeah. the importance of knowing how you tick versus how Fincher ticks versus you know anybody you want to point to like that is vitally yeah. important because they, they to don't your coach team. all of us like the same. You can't like, they? I mean, they knew that I was a little hothead. They knew how to challenge me, and like if I get hit one night, the next day we have a game. Like Coach Burrows is saying something to me in front of everybody. Like he knows like, you need that. Yeah, he's like, you're back out there tonight. Like, mm-hmm. better get fired up. Yeah, yeah. How you mentioned getting hit? Like, did you want to get back out on the mound as quick as you could, or were you a oh, guy yeah. that kind of dwelled over it a little bit? I mean, you would. Kay didn't like coming home after days I didn't throw good, okay. and I mean, I'm I don't talk. I'm not in a great mood. I don't let it affect my next outing. But I mean, it's Chew just how I, I've grown. Like, I want to win, and if I mess up and I get hit, we. Like, we don't win. Like, the game's on the line when I'm... In so, the- I always ask people this. Are you one of those guys that, like, after a bad outing, you call your dad and you're like, all right, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. You're, you're just, you're not talking to nobody. Uh, I'm not, no, I'm not. Yeah, good luck. Okay. My dad, and my dad wouldn't he call knows me. That? Oh, he yeah. Kn- yeah, okay, okay. I mean, he would, he would always, like, mom would be like, call and talk to him, see how he is. And dad's like, he'll call when he's ready to talk. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would just get... Mom sends me a good night text every night, and she would still send it. She sounds like a nice lady. She yeah. is. She's a sweetheart. She learned that don't tell me good job after yeah. not doing a good job. Yeah. She that's learned the, that about the worst thing after the 500th yeah. time she did it. She kind of got the hint. Yeah. I like that. All right, so after after you finish your MLB career, and assuming you're not sitting on a nest egg of just millions, what is it you want to do? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I mean, I kind of I want to give back to – like kids, like high school. Cause, I mean, you hear a lot of guys these days say, like, I wish I could go back to high school after right. knowing what I know. I would like yeah. to get back to those kids and, like, let them know what I know to help them. Uh, so, coaching? I mean, is that, is that in the yeah, coaching Yeah, probably fun? coaching. I might be on the senior tour by there. Me right. and Cade, maybe. Yeah. 
I mean, that's always a possibility. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't seem like you got to thought a whole lot more past just throwing. Yeah, it. I mean, I mean, I'm living my dream. I'm I'm a chase until somebody tells me I ain't good enough, and I'm probably gonna keep chasing it. Okay. That too. I like that. All right. Well, indie ball if you need to. Hey, whatever. Where I might go to Mexico. They pay them a lot there. Do no they, really? they do. Oh, dude, they. So make why bank. don't why don't more guys go there? Like like you were saying, some of the guys that maybe don't. I don't know. know. I told Pablo, our bullpen coach, last year has connections, and yeah. I said like, if I don't get picked up. He's like, like, he's like, I got you. Like, I can make you. I can, I can, make I can a get call. you out yeah. there. Yeah, but and that's a. I mean, you're like heroes there. I'm sure. I mean, it's oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you get paid good. You get housed good, and there's no taxes, nothing. I mean, but I don't. I don't plan on getting cut. I mean, text on text on the old personal text line says, "What does it say?" Uh, over under ten abs against Krieger could Beck make contact. I mean, I used to. Nah, I, let me tell you so. something. Let me tell you something. Kruger, I had a lot. I had a lot of. I had a lot of knee surgeries, but. When, when when the knees were healthy, Craig, let me tell I you dropped some bombs in so, bad practice. So what I'm hearing, I'm going inside at the kneecaps first pitch. Hey, back a couple years Actually, ago. you just throw a curveball, and I won't go touch it. <laughs> uh, they, they did say contact. They didn't say in the field of play. Now, I'm telling you. like I, It's like the bench warmers where you tipped it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I a foul, the, foul I tip. The, yeah. It still counts. Just yeah. a tip. Let me tell you this. Don't stab at it. It's About two years ago, we've told this story. Oh, before. I hate this story. Beck called me and was like, hey. I got myself in some trouble. <laughs> you think you think I can throw eighty? And I said, oh, two years ago. I said not a shot. I said you're not you're not coming close to eighty. He's and like, I thought Ben's an idiot. Uh, he's like, blow your arm out. No, listen. No, he's like there's he's like Ben. I will throw eighty. Like it's not that hard. The common man can throw eighty. No, I didn't say that. I I was talking to two buddies that are not sports guys, and we were at at Rodolo's eating some pizza. And there was a guy on TV throwing like 103 or something. And they're like, how fast do you think you can throw? And I was like, I mean, 80, you know, I'm thinking that normal person throws 70, you know, and I'm like, I played, I'm talking, talking to my guys that didn't play baseball. I'm like, listen, I played baseball. I'm huge. You know, like I can, I can throw 80. He I, had about I played in Alaska and we didn't have radar guns up there. And so I never was on a gun, like never knew how fast I threw, never knew how fast anybody else was throwing. We just didn't do it. And so I just thought. Everybody throws sixty. You're just 70. like I'll throw eighty. Like, I can. I got ten miles an hour on y'all. You know, all day long. So we get one. We get. We get a a radar gun, and uh, I hit like seventy two, and I was like, man, that's. I thought I was humming too. Like I was like, felt good out of the oh, hand. felt good out of the hand. And then my cousin, who who was a pitcher in high school and pretty good, I got him to come, and he threw like eighty three, eighty four without even like warming up, and it was so fast I could barely catch it, and I was like. <laughs> Like I am not throwing eighty. Like it is not happening. I knew and, you wouldn't. Oh, it was embarrassing. So, but I, I, but it wasn't because I thought I was so good. I just had a general misunderstanding of how fast people throw. So just when you a, see a just guy, a general. So when I make fun of you for throwing eighty three, like it's still some gas. I know. You know. I know. And you said you got ninety four this year. Is that what you're doing? Ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. Uh, ninety five's pushing it, but I'll, I'll rock with the four. Current day it is. Crummy days in a row I've thrown. That's pretty. That's pretty. Martinez highest velocity on the squad now. Yeah. Is right. there a is there a place that that I could get an AB against you right now? <laughs> you don't want it. I mean, it can be a cage. You I don't mean, want. Yeah. It. You don't where, want. Where it. can we do this? At? <laughs> the Love Shack. Oh, you've intrigued him so much. I mean, I got some semi-athletic pants I can wear to work tomorrow, and you can just text me when you go up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back on the mound Monday. Monday next week. What we got Monday? National championship. I'm free during the day. <laughs> Oh, you're taking the I day just off. knew I had something Monday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I've been correcting on y'all asked me what I wanted to do. Like oh. after I forgot, I've done committed to Cade. 
oh. to be his defensive coordinator one day. Oh, right. And he just reminded me. Right. I ain't never played football, but I think I think I can teach some kids. Why not, huh? Yeah, it's hey. more the mentality at that level. It's not, go hit it's not the X's and yeah. O's. It's defense. Go hit somebody. All right, so Monday you'll be back on the mound. You probably yeah. need a guy to stand in, don't you? Yeah. You got a bat? I don't got a bat. I got an old softball bat. I'm hey, sure what, we could find one. Let me ask you this. What changed about George Corona from 2021 to 2022 that made him progress so much as a catcher? Oh, Ben's been saying he's an All-American I, since oh, no, four I, years ago. He, I mean, he's a stud. Like, I mean, I called him my backstop. Like, he, I mean, he just balled in. Like, you could just see the change. Like, he started, like, he'd carry the R iPad home that we had at the field, and he'd yeah. watch the hitters, like, the night before the games. Like, we play Friday night. He would take it home, watch. Friday like, night, Saturday morning. the bat, at bats okay. again. Kind of no Locked guys. in. Yeah, dialed. And, I mean, he, he started calling the game late in the year. Him and Coach, Coach they had a little earpiece in. And, you know, I mean, I stood by Coach Fouts some. He didn't really call the pitches. He's like, this, okay this kid's yeah. bad at here. Like, kind of guiding George on, like, yeah. what to look for. and Which is really great for him going to the next level, right? Like, to have that yes, experience. I mean, uh, Should have been drafted. R- really. I mean, he's, he's one Could have had five. He's, got, probably, he's probably the best catcher that Got great speed. Inside the park granny against DBU. Got a great nice stride. Too. That was a stride. Oh, long stride. Long stride. Y'all should have saw us in the bullpen because we saw it off the bat like the dude was lost. Yeah. And we're – oh, it was – I put the ball down. You knew it. I was getting hot. Knew it was over. Yeah, I said ball game. Let's go ahead, Terry. Final timeout. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Hey, DQ fans, December's got two, count them, two blizzard treats of the month. Say hello to the new Frosted Sugar Cookie and the returning Candy Cane Chill. New Frosted Sugar Cookie tastes like your favorite holiday traditions and also frosting, sprinkles, and, of course, sugar cookies. Candy Cane Chill is packed with real candy cane pieces and choco chunks, blended in a peppermint perfection in our world-famous DQ soft serve. Try them both today, only at DQ, where happy tastes good. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston.
Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night. All right, Chris, i got to ask you. Uh, how, how do you think this 2023 Tech baseball team is going to be? Pretty salty? I, I, they can hit. They can swing. Yeah, we've heard about the depth in the old line. Oh, it's – I mean, they can – they could roll 18 guys, two different nines, and win ball games. And Coach Fowles does a great job with the pitchers. And I think we need probably a couple of the older guys to step up and, as Burroughs would say, take the bull by the horns. Mm-hmm. And I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think our starters, they're there. Like, yeah. they're ready. And I think Greg's ready to emerge as a I do, too. Starter. I think Greg's going to do really well. And uh, Landon Tompkins, is, he's a stud. And he ready to take that closer oh, role from for you. sure, for sure. You gonna give him number twenty six, or is he gonna stay at thirty eight? How'd you pick twenty six? Well, we had a guy named Jason Jekyll my first year, and I had jersey twenty seven. He had jersey twenty six, and twenty six. I mean, I weighed like one hundred seventy pounds, and it swallowed me whole. Jersey and twenty six was too small for him, so we swapped. Oh. And then I got the nickname Big Too Sexy, so I just rolled Big with too it. Sexy, yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Just need a smaller jersey. Just drop a number. Yeah. Yeah. You get to those 27 and up, it's double X. Oh, dude, it was, I mean, I couldn't even move. I mean, it was like wearing a dress. It was down to my knees. (laughs) What number were you in Jupiter? I got there and I was, I was 36. I guess I'm 36 in spring training. And then rookie ball, I was number seven. And then low A, I was. Twenty-two. And I mean, you don't get a, you don't get a say. Too much of a choice. I mean, they'll write it down on a piece of paper and say, pick one. I picked 22. The next day, 26 left, and we called another guy up, and he got 26. I said, oh, but come on, coach! At, at one of the games, they made Jupiter Hammerheads with 22 on the back because it was 22. It was like Cal Kruger Jersey night. Yeah, I threw that night too. We had pink jerseys on. There you go. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I like that. My mom bought like 30 of them. <laughs> Would you feel like a legend if you got to like double and they had Carl Kruger bobblehead night? <laughs> That'd be fire. Did they? Did your parents make it to some games this year? They did. They got. They came down twice to Jupiter. It's like a thirteen-hour drive. But, but my dad's brother lives. It's like halfway from okay. the ones that live outside of Pensacola. It's like halfway, so they would okay. come. And I felt bad because I threw one Sunday in the eighth inning. They were coming on Monday. Well, no, I threw. They came that weekend, and I didn't throw Friday or Saturday, but I. Knew I was throwing Sunday, and I was like, "Y'all just—they were gonna leave Sunday morning if I threw Saturday." And I was like, "Y'all just go. Like, it ain't worth y'all staying this whole time." And then I get out there, throw two pitches, bases loaded, two outs, roll over to first, now and it. then it pours down. And that was my first save. That was my first pro ball save. Two pitches, roll there over you to go. first. And you're kind of like, coach, I need to go in. Like my, my mom's here. <laughs> it's like four o'clock, and they and they got a 13 hour drive oh, home God. with work. But the I next bet morning. you, I mean, they don't care about all that. No, know? they didn't. I just kind of felt bad because. I don't know. I told him I was throwing Saturday. And... Didn't happen. Mm. Well, well, I mean, it's going to be fun to, to follow you along this year as, as you go. So you'll find out in the next couple of days, few weeks, where you're going. Yeah. And then um, they'll sign you to a team when you get to spring training. And you don't. That, well, they have like is, a bunch of fields down there. Like Yeah, there's like six We have like six. And then we have like two half fields. And we got the big spring training field, which is what the Hammerhead, the Jupiter Hammerheads. You like PFP in. practice? Yeah, my first PFP. Do y'all know the name Sixto Sanchez? Heard of him? Yeah, those like gas. those like one. You know, they got drafted as a shortstop, and it's just me and him. It's just us two that day. And this dude's like we're doing plays at the plate, like bunts down third base line. This dude's fielding it, looking at the third base bag and flicking it 
home on the money every time. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm thinking I'm about to, like, blow this dude out of the water. He's like 265, 300 pounds and oh, barehanded balls. And I'm like, yeah. well. Well, built different over <laughs> there. Big, big leaguer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we appreciate you coming in. Been a fun show tonight. Uh, Tapes, tremendous job as always. We'll be back same time, same place next week for Beck Haynes. I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. That was right, terrible. That, right. was, that was one of the worst okay. things that, that I've ever seen inside sports entertainment. But the fact that they got the audience, the, the information they were looking for, there was an you. hour where they were going That was a how was about, the play, know. Mrs. Lincoln. Right. That's right. what that right. is. <laughs> you know what? Right, the buddy. play actually was good. Stop. Sorry. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't good. Because I was. Yeah, yes. You um, know what I mean? Come on. Rick in Fort Lauderdale. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. And Rick, today's not the day for you for your comeuppance, but I'm going to let you. Uh, speak on this, and the next time you call, you get your comeuppance, okay? Say it again? I said the next time you call, Lynn, you get your comeuppance. Okay. Well, I was going to say this. Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New uh, Chris, Year. My, you Chris, too. my condolences to, your, to you and your family on the loss of Thank your father. You. And, Rob, I did want to apologize to you. Okay. Because what I said three weeks ago was inappropriate. It was unprofessional. Uh, I did not mean to say it, but I was so caught up in the moment what I wanted to say was, "Are you crazy?" And then I called you a moron. So that was that was not right by me, and I want to apologize. I want to start the new year. I, I oh know. wow! So Apolo- there were fireworks when uh, I was yes, going. Yes, fireworks. Huh? Apology accepted, Rick. Okay, okay. we're okay. friends. Things happen, and I, we apologize. Okay, we move. Okay. On. By the way, I wouldn't take the, the steroid freak as a Yankee, but I would take the sex, the, the kinky sex uh, freak okay. as, take my, for my Yankee. So. <laughs> Just you would take him in the there. rotation, huh, in the Bronx? Oh, I bet you that's right. Hey, ain't no telling what some people are doing. So. I know. You know I, what I mean? I think, in the bedroom. I think the NFL acted right. Um, I, it, it's funny because it would have not funny. It would have been my first Monday night game that I was going to 